After two weeks on the West Coast, it's time to record again. This is Grand Theft Podcast. to a new episode of Grand Theft Podcast, where we take a rose-tinted look back at your favourite GTA games, as well as eagerly holding out our empty gaming bowls and asking, please Rockstar, can we have some more? I'm your host Gareth, and with me each week is the booty to my Laszlo, the life to my invader, the pole to my position, it's cool host Gary. <laughs> Hello, Yay. it's good to be back, the boys We're are back. back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to have a wee break, but it's, it's really good fun to be back. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, no, just took that time to just reflect and uh, just uh, keep asking myself where GTA 6 is. That's, uh, that's, all I, that's all I did for the last two weeks. This is it. Nothing changed. Nothing really changed. <laughs> nothing Nothing really changed. And uh, yeah, I still kick it over that. Um, well, it wasn't It wasn't a state of play. It was a like, PlayStation Showcase thing. Mm-hmm. I still can't get over that. <laughs> I know, it's it's... Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't get it. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm well, genuinely. Yeah. Well. Well. It will. It will make a bit more sense once we go into our our news today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know, it just baffles me. It just completely baffles me. But anyway, how's things? I haven't seen you in two weeks. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, good. Um, like I say, refreshed. Went out. Um, went around the west coast. Um, for a little while, I was on actually on the west coast. Yeah. Um. Not just a CJ quote or a, a badly mangled <laughs> CJ quote. Um, so that was very nice. Took the laptop with me, did a little bit of work while I was away, but yeah. looking over some very nice um, lochs and scenery, drinking some beers and whiskeys, uh, and generally eating far, far too much. So it's back onto the, the salads and the soup for me. <laughs> oh, lovely. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, and also thank you very much to everybody who's been messaging through uh, asking where the new episodes or if there was going to be new episodes yeah. it was nice to know uh, that we were actually missed so shout out yeah. to the likes of Vinewood Motors GTA Black Planet and Mark McTavish who uh, who my mum's neighbour that I used to work with uh, as, a, <laughs> as a nice coincidence um, <laughs> has been listening off a lot so uh, hello yeah. everybody and um, we hope we hope it's been worth the wait yeah hope so so we started a discussion last time yes we, we remember two weeks ago um that is a little bit of a get to know you uh, and a little bit of a get to know us get to know us a little yeah. bit of a things to do while you're while you're bored in Los Santos um, yeah. and we started looking at our top 10 games because weirdly we'd both had exactly the same conversation where somebody <laughs> challenged us to write down our favorite uh, 10 top 10 favorite games of all time which borderline impossible but I think we've we've both managed yeah, so far. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, we've only uh, listed our tenth entry, uh, and yeah. uh, for anyone that is just listening to this episode, our recaps of our tenth uh, entries are: Gareth's was Bioshock, and mine yep. was Tekken Three. Yes, two very, very different games. Um, Ve- two very, very different games, but uh, yeah, yeah, two great games nonetheless. Totally. So. Um, Gary, what is your number nine? Now, I was going to let you go first because I went first last Ooh, time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so take it away, Gary. Well, my number nine okay. uh, is a game that has a lot in common with uh, this developer's other games uh, and kind of starts to follow the, the trilogy trope um, of okay. the small condensed first game, the bigger action pace uh, kind of second game. Then, you know... 
this game doesn't have a number three, and I don't think it ever will. And that was, that's what makes me both sad and almost so happy, because uh, mm-hmm. I do like it when things run their course and just stop. So if my game is Portal. Ooh, good choice. Uh, Thank Portal you very one. much. Portal 1. Portal yeah. 1. Portal yeah. 1. Um, I mean, really, this could be... This could be at any any kind of point at any given time. I think you know if I've got the controller in my hand and I'm playing Portal, it is the greatest game that I've I've ever played at the time. <laughs> because what they managed to do with taking a phenomenal tech demo mm-hmm. and actually turning it into quite a good narrative, like a genuinely good kind of story driven game, almost uh, yeah. is is nothing short of miraculous. And I think. Or I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's there's plenty of information out there, but you know, I it almost caught um, the developers by surprise. I think as well, just because um, yeah. it was this little kind of wee game that just kind of like tagged on with the Half Life mm-hmm. kind of like you know in um, world, and yeah, they called yeah. everything, and it was kind of like you know that like Black Mesa, and you know all of these kind of aperture uh, science kind of names and stuff. So let's let's paint it like that. But yeah. here's a really really cool like literally portal demo of how you can yeah. kind of flash across a map and, and glue things together in, in phenomenal ways and it didn't it never kind of broke even when you managed to get yourself like perpetually falling through those two yeah. portals for absolutely ages it, it, it held up on on yeah. most platforms i think oh it was something else like i remember being at university when this game came out and um mm-hmm. And everyone would be chatting about it and just said, oh, you have to play this game. It is absolutely amazing. I was like, okay, like, um, like I wasn't much of a PC gamer back in the day and stuff like that, but I had mm-hmm. played Half-Life. I knew of Half-Life and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, it's the same engine as Half-Life and stuff. And um, they described the game to me and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And then I started yeah. playing yeah, yeah. it. And then, um, like, the way that that game is paced in terms of your starting area and then you, like... You've got to traverse a few um, test rooms and then you get your portal gun and mm-hmm. uh, you like learn. It's like, okay, like the blue portals, let's make them work first. And then you introduce the orange portals and then you start thinking about like how things can be worked and everything like that. And the game is just genius. Like it, it is. is, it's absolutely genius. And it like just makes my brain seep out of my ear about how <laughs> clever that game is. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is it. I think it, it's one of those that rewards you so much, making you think you're clever by solving a puzzle. Yeah, definitely. It's the whole thing, like with um, like um, like going through one portal and exiting another, and using that to mm-hmm. like cross boundaries and stuff like that. Like uh, that's your first kind of big test and stuff like that. Yeah. But the other things that they add to it is like, yeah, momentum carries over across portals. So you can yep. use that to launch yourself over mm-hmm. like other parts of the, the map and stuff like that. And like that just like when you pull off, like I think it's like one of the last test rooms, I think it's like 19 and like you're have to like basically jump off, go into the portal and then get shot out the other end. Yep. And then you have to redirect the other portal and then come this back down and then go up the other one. And it's just, when you crack that, you feel like you like have unlocked the secrets of the universe or something. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. It is so good. And the story for this game is brilliant as well. In terms of like, you think it's just a fun puzzle game and to mm-hmm. start off with and stuff like that. Then it gets to that last mission and then uh, you kind of notice, like, throughout the whole thing that uh, the AI GLaDOS that's been kind of, like, 
sort of guiding you through this. Yeah. That she's kind of cracking. She's kind of um, like, there's something not right about her. Like there's something that is off. And then that, just that last bit where you use your portals to get around these little obstacles and then the kind of tram goes and it goes down into the fire. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh God, what the hell's happening Wait here? It's, it's, it is. It's one of those moments when you can, uh, you break protocol because you, you, yeah. you can, again, almost, almost, uh, it's, it's video game trope. You know, you're asked yeah. to do a thing, you do a thing, you don't question it. Yeah. It's almost Bioshocky. But then, yeah, yeah. then you, you, like you say, you realize that, wait a minute, this, this machine, GLaDOS is, is actually flipped. And there, there's little, there's little kind of clues to it all the whole way through. But you just think, yeah. you never question why a machine is so sarcastic. Um, yeah, yeah. And like really bitter about humans. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, just, yeah. and of course it's all, it's all explained later on yeah. uh, in the second game. But to get to yeah. that point where you're actually following this ramblings of clues yeah, yeah almost like hansel and gretel to go through you know like the backstage area which is all yeah, falling yeah. apart and, and nothing it doesn't look anything yeah. like the beautiful like white scientific rooms of of uh, aperture that was the th- that was the thing that like just got me was the fact that like the game is tailored so well once you get to that point like it's given you the tools to work mm-hmm. out like this is all like simulated stuff in the test rooms and stuff like that mm-hmm. like there's one possible solution to get from point a to point b and you have to use your brain to figure it out. Uh, whereas it gives you all the tools for that, and then once you get to that point, you're like, "Shit, I have to do this by myself." And I have yep. to like, like, like going into the fire and stuff. Like that, I was like, "Where the what? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I yep. doing?" Oh god, right, I've got a fire portal there. Portal there, go. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you've just got to kind of like, like, it's weird. It's not like it's not structured. Like the test rooms are structured. Mm-hmm. And uh, you feel like okay, this is a, like safe environment and stuff like that. But as soon as that thing happens, like there's consequences, and like there's, like you could die. You can, um, yep, yeah. It's just it's amazing. It is so good, and the fact that you can get this done in about like if you know exactly what you're doing, you can get this game done in about twenty minutes. This is it, and this is this yeah. is part of the the reason it's so high up on my on my like all time list, I suppose. Um, yeah. It's because it's an afternoon game. It's like it's like classic gaming. You know, it's a it's a, ra- a sunny uh, sorry. It's a rainy um, afternoon where I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I've got a couple of hours before I need to do that thing. I'll just quickly yeah. put on plot or line. Just finish it. Just go through yeah. the whole game just as an experience. It's yeah. like watching a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I did co-op because again, co-op oh, mode is just adds an ex- two, additional. That's I mean, you get so good to that. They're able to calculate like four portals at, at any given time working yeah. together. Um, yeah. I remember doing that with with Russ, friend of the show, Russ. Hello, Russ. Hi, Russ. Um, hi, Russ. Um, and <laughs> it was great because we went up to my old flat. In fact, I think he came all the way up to my flat, sat down, and we're like, right, let's get going. And he'd forgotten the game. So <laughs> we got like jackets and, and shoes on and went all the way down to his, which is at the other end of town, just to walk yeah. all the way back the way again. Back. And then we sat and played it all. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh. It was good. It was good. Good memory. Portal Two is excellent, and like like you said, it's almost like the classic trilogy trope with the second mm-hmm. game just being bigger, grander, and stuff like that. Love Portal yep. Two. I love what it does to the franchise. It just takes everything that was fantastic about the first one and just expands on it, which is yep. something I will explain about in my one. Ooh, oh, saucy. Uh, anything else you want to say about Portal? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I think that short, snappy kind of 
introduction to Portal. If you've not gone and played Portal, um, find it somewhere. I'm sure it's on Steam. Yeah, it's um, it's on Steam. Um, like a it was. It was infamous for being, like, it was part of the orange box which came out on the Xbox uh, 360s, which was, like, Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, mm-hmm. Team Fortress 2, and Portal. And That's those it. five games you got for about 30 quid, which was yes. amazing. Unbelievably amazing. And, like, Half-Life 2 being one of the best first-person shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, and then, like, no one just thinking about Portal and then just realizing it's like, oh, my God, this is, like, this hidden gem on this totally. disc. And, yeah, uh, it's just, oh, I love it. <laughs> so much fun, so much fun. Yeah. Right, sir, number nine. Mm-hmm. What you got? Ooh, ooh okay, right. <laughs> so uh, what I did mention last episode was that I got two games with my original PlayStation. Yeah, you did. And I said that uh, number, well, the first one was Tekken 3, which was my number 10 mm-hmm. entry, and the other game was my ninth entry. And, uh, yeah, so this goes back to when I was when I didn't have my PlayStation and I saw my mates had this game, and I was like, I, I want this game. I just want this game and I like we play level about and level about and stuff like that and I just wanted mm-hmm. this game and um yeah finally got it and uh I think this was my like I played platformers and everything like that before like through the Sega Mega Drive and stuff like that like I Sonic loved Sonic 1 Sonic 2 uh yep. was quite big into that like um like Aladdin on the um oh. on the and the Sega, um, Mickey way better than the SNES version, of course. Yeah, yeah, way better. Classic, than the SNES yeah, version. different, yeah, different versions. And uh, like there was a Mickey Mouse game that I played, which was uh, like, Mickey Mouse games were the bomb. Yeah, well, what was the one that, like started off as Steamboat Willie, and it was like black and white, and then like oh, I didn't you went that. to the second level, and you were kind of going through like Mickey's transition into like color and everything like that. I think it was oh, like. Wow. Was it like Castle of Illusion or something along those lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- loved, loved that game as well. Uh, so, like, I was, I was in grips of platformers and stuff like that. Never had an N sixty four, so I never experienced Super Mario sixty four until like more recently. Um, mm-hmm. But when I got my PlayStation, I wanted Crash Bandicoot two: The Wrath of Cortex. And Brilliant! What a game! it is like you said uh the first like the first crash bandicoot is is really good it's very hard though like it is that kind of um like just naughty dog sort of finding their feet and stuff like that in terms Mm -hmm. of like developing this uh game character and everything like that and that like that type of game um and uh like i never played too much of one like i just thought like the save system on one was rubbish in terms of mm-hmm. like you had to save at the end of bonus levels and you had like codes to remember like how far you could go through the the level and stuff like that. But this was like really early days of PlayStation 1. But then yeah. Crash Bandicoot 2 took absolutely everything about the first one and just improved on it tenfold. Like it was p- almost like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh. Like, uh, and it was just... It was just like established Naughty Dog is like this top tier developer 
at that point in time. A Crash Bandicoot 2, that was when everyone was like, oh my God, Naughty Dog are really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, but yeah, like everything about Crash Bandicoot Two is excellent in terms of like there are there's 25 levels with uh, I think there's another secret like so there's 25 levels there's five warp rooms there's five bosses there's 25 crystals there's multiple gems per uh, stage and everything like that and you just got to collect them all that's that's the main thing but like Brilliant. the way. Yeah, the way that just Crash controls, the way that like he has a slide now, he can do a body slam, he can do um like nailing a slide jump is like one of the most satisfying things to do in gaming <laughs> where you just slide and then at the end of the slide just do your jump and it gets you up, up to higher ledges and everything like that. And yeah, like um me and my mates would just sit and like just do each warp room like just get the crystal we weren't like focused on getting gems or anything like that we just wanted to get to the end yep and like going through each of the bosses and stuff like that like it's a game that you can play through in an afternoon as well like it's not it's not long but uh but yeah everything about that game like um like crash is a fun loving character in terms of like he's silent but he's cheeky he's uh (laughs) like he's doing like air thrusts in the air and stuff like that it's total 90s and yeah. Um, yeah. and a special mention goes out to Cortex. Like I love um, Doctor Cortex, and he's voiced mm-hmm. by Clancy Brown, who is uh, like uh, the crab from uh, SpongeBob. Oh, um, what's his name? <laughs> I want to say Mister Crab, but it's not Mister Crab. Well, a I'm sure everybody listening to this yeah. is shouting at us right now. Please cut this. <laughs> like, until we until we get this. Until we get this right. Uh, like Clancy, Clancy Brown is like a, a absolutely famous voice actor in like and uh, he's made his jump into live action as well. Uh like he was in Detroit Become Human. He's been in The Mandalorian as well. Really? Uh he's done a lot of voices in Clone Wars. He plays uh, Savage Press in Clone Wars. He just has that deep recognizable voice but he started off like voicing cortex and cortex is just an amazing like just mustache twirling bad guy that is just like he's incompetent (laughs) he really is just as incompetent like he's got all the greatest ambitions in the world but like he just everything just fails for him and it's amazing um i've got an answer for you go on then eugene harold Krabs, simply and better known as mr Krabs. Uh, it was Mr. Krabs. It so was. I was right. <laughs> I you was were right. Yeah, like I was I was just I don't know what went through my head there. I think I was just like, it can't be as simple as Mr. Krabs. This is it. It can't be, but it but it is. But it is. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, Clancy Brown um voices uh Cortex. And uh the other thing that I just really like about this game is the fact that like it just brings back a lot of good memories of just like I spent an afternoon playing it with Laura and we would just pass the controller back and forth for doing each level and then we that's went cool. and got ice cream. It was nice. <laughs> nah, dude, that's the perfect day. Yeah, it was great playing Crash Bandicoot 2 and getting ice cream. It was great. Oh man, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so yeah, like, um, like I can... Like when you mentioned Portal, like I could gush about like how amazing that game is and everything yeah. like that. And with Crash Bandicoot 2, like I can't really gush about how good it is because mm-hmm. like I think it's more 
my personal preference and like when I grew up and it's more my kind of uh like it's my nostalgia that gets me in that game. Like like there's games that play way better than Crash Bandicoot 2, but um totally. but yeah. Totally. I yeah. mean I th- I think there's some stuff on my um on my list and we've spoken about it before, like games that we would like to see remastered or, you know, brought back yeah, yeah. in some kind of way. Um and it's not necessarily because they're great games or they were a technical oh, marvel yeah, yeah. at the time. It's purely because of just the, the sheer amount of fun that we had playing yeah, them. Um, definitely. And it, there's there's a, a bunch of stuff you brought back. Um, just thinking, I mean, I always remember there was a, there was a wee shop up on Holborn Street uh, called Solid Gold Games. It was the first place I ever found that would do pre-owned games. Okay. And underneath the the desk, like under the counter, mm-hmm. and it really felt dodgy. Um, there was just like <laughs> this box of pre-owned games that this guy had. And yeah. if you got super lucky, and this is where I picked up so many games. You mentioned Mickey Mouse. I think it was Mythical Quest I, I picked up. I remember yeah, going yeah. through the forest and collecting apples in it. Um, yeah, yeah. But it had all the, the level codes in it. So when you mentioned like Crash has still got like Naughty Dog were pretty old school for them being so progressive and and you yeah. know one of the best like storytellers. Yeah in the business right now yeah it's pretty old school that even in ps1 when you've got like 32 megabyte um uh memory cards that they're still doing like level codes that potentially if you get really lucky you may have found somebody who's written those down in the notes at the back um and for it being like punishingly hard that's the one thing i miss like i miss from like buying games like i still buy games physically because i feel like they like Oh, it's it's the same thing. Like I like I like to have the tangible thing and everything like that. But I just mm-hmm. miss the days of like, especially PS One and PS Two, like getting the manual and just reading through the manual, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at character profiles, looking at like little hints to the story and everything like that. And then then there's your notes section at the end. So like in an example for a Resident Evil game and stuff like that, you write down your solutions for your puzzles and stuff like that. Yep. And uh, yeah, um, I I just miss miss those type of games and like i think that's why i have such a soft spot for like ps1 games in yep. terms of like uh, like they can control like ass and they can look like <laughs> ass but they did uh, they, ps1 was not yeah. a pretty console no it really wasn't like uh, i mean i mean like resident evil did really well in terms of uh, using the pre-rendered backgrounds to make everything look mm-hmm. nice and then focus yeah, everything on the character models, which was really smart. Uh, Final Fantasy did that as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, like I think Metal Gear Solid was possibly, and Silent Hill were probably the only ones that really looked amazing. And going back to it, uh, platformers. Um, yes. Crash Bandicoot, Croc, yeah. um, Gex, uh all those games looked gorgeous and mm-hmm. they've aged so well because they have that characteristic um, totally. style to it. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And it's such a hangover from like old school gaming, like Aladdin and stuff like yeah. that, which were, I mean, those games yeah. were brutal. Uh, even yeah, like yeah. Your, your your kids' movie tie-in franchises. I remember... Um, <laughs> Lion uh, King. Lion King. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. It was nuts <laughs> trying to jump across all those buffalo, man. That was mental. Yeah, um, I know. And yet... PS1 sitting there and N64 it's its main rival the the console it was essentially slagging off in fact there's a big um a foam um <laughs> like a dude in a, a Crash Bandicoot suit outside Nintendo headquarters uh, yeah, giving just it the like finger calling, pretty much calling, yeah co- calling out Mario and stuff like that yeah uh, yeah yeah do you know the uh, the development title for the first ever Crash Bandicoot game was called the Sonic Ass Game <laughs> 
And uh, basically because they wanted to make a platformer and they wanted it to be 3D and focus behind mm-hmm. the character. So uh, they just oh, went, okay. yeah, we're looking at Sonic's ass. That's Sonic's kind of butt. what we're... Yeah, so the Sonic ass game. Man, that's good. Um, that's really good. There's, there's the facts you know, that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah, there, there's the facts. Um, one other thing I'd like to say about Crash Bandicoot 2 is the fact that like it added... like uh, The first one was just... Oh no! The first one did have this as well, but they they made it better in the second one. Was the fact that mm-hmm. you had these levels where either you were running away from a boulder, and yeah, okay. um, like they were they were fun as hell. But then uh, they had this level that you jumped on a polar bear and were just racing yeah. around on the polar bear and stuff like that. And then they combined them both together, so you're like running away from a <laughs> massive polar bear, and you have the little polar bear like carrying you along. It was great. And they added like jetpacks and everything like that. So they added so much little things. And like each each terrain or each like warp room just felt like you were getting more like grander and grander and closer to the end and stuff like that so you started mm-hmm. off like with your aztec kind of things you had your snow you had um like your kind of industrial then it was like a like undercart mining sort of thing and then space mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um yeah and collecting all all the uh, all the gems and stuff like that got you the secret ending which was uh, one of the bad guys from the first game that was like uh, N Cortex's like second in command Embryo, mm-hmm. which great names. Yep. Um, um, he was like, "I want to betray Cortex, so gather all the gems, and uh, we'll shoot a space station out of the sky." So you gather all the gems and you shoot a space station out of the sky at the end, and that directly leads into Crash Bandicoot Three. Oh, nice. Crash Bandicoot 3 starts starts off exactly where that left off. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really, That's good. really so good. So I I need to get the, the, the remaster um, copy because I never went through them properly. Well, once you get your PlayStation 5, you will have it. Oh, does it come with? So the... uh, PlayStation Plus um, collection. Okay, it's coming. It's a coming. Yeah, it's a coming. Yeah, so yeah, you'll get... You'll get your chance to play it, but yeah, it's oh, it's great. And uh, yeah, the um, was it uh, Vicarious Visions that do the remaster? They done a mm-hmm. fantastic job, like really, really good job with those games. Um, the only thing I would probably say is that the the hitbox for Crash is a bit weird. Instead of yeah, a okay. box, it's a it's an oval, so like you oh, might have okay. a chance of like slipping off of edges and stuff like that. And right, okay. um. Also, that game introduced me to the term that we use in platform games called coyote time. Oh, what's this? Yeah. Oh, is that the, the Coy- slip-off jump? So, basically, if you go off an edge, uh, mm-hmm. you have about maybe a second or two to correct yourself from coming back. Yep. And it's called coyote time just because of Wally Coyote. No. And like he would go off the edge and like stay there and then come and then fall down and stuff like that. So you have a little bit of time to correct yourself, or uh, and if not, you just end up falling. But yeah, no way. Well, there's um, I think it was a Super Mario World or Land, Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. I played the yeah. death out of. Um, yeah, and you could always get away with a tiny little slip, just like just a frame or two of Mario yeah. falling before you you could yeah. uh, before jump would would be disabled, and it would get you yeah. a lot further. And it was a really good yeah. not like I ever like slip. Not that I was ever speed running, but um, I yeah. do love taking a Mario <laughs> at full pelt. Just hold B, run, go, yeah, jump, jump, go. jump, 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 jump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
That's my yeah. favorite way of playing Mario. But um, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, that's Ace. Now I know the name of it. That's good. Yeah, Coyote time. But yeah, um, Crash Bandicoot two. Uh, absolutely amazing game. Takes everything about the first one, makes it a hundred times better. All right, now we're going to look at some of the news, leaks and rumours that are surrounding GTA in a segment that we like to call Weasel News, confirming your prejudices. Now, we're not going to be breaking any headlines. We're not even going to be well informed. But hey, we're the ones with the microphones, so you have to listen. So this week, we've got some actual genuine news. And you know what? This is genuine news that the biggest outlet in all of GTA, that's it, Grand Theft Podcast, we've been talking about this for ages. Yep. Oh, of course, yeah. Because we've got our fingers right on the pulse. Um, so yes, the we do. Korean Board of Certifications uh, seem to have rated a certain game called Grand Theft Auto with a, an original trilogy remake or a, a 3D trilogy or the Holy Trilogy remake. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes everybody think that we are imminently a way to receive these. Um, yes. I, I probably think that's maybe even the case because I don't know what the what different regions do, but I'm pretty sure once you get to the ESRB or Peggy or whatever it is in your region, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that means it's it's pretty much on its way, um, or at least yeah, yeah. 100% definitely exists. Um, yeah, yeah. Now we've talked about this quite extensively, so yes, I we have. I thought it'd be fun to go through, uh, and this is a great article that I found on Game uh, on Game Rant, is the 10 funniest video games l- leaks. <laughs> and I think <laughs> this would be fun just to see how other games have dealt with their leaks uh, and where those have come from so that all you okay. eagle-eyed GTA fans out there can start looking at some of these things uh, and just keep a wee eye and just see if we get any information on GTA 6 or the third mm-hmm. iteration of GTA 5 Trilogy or the remake that we're expecting. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Or the mobile version of the GTA 1 or the prequel to GTA 1 or, I don't know, whatever. What? They keep going whatever. backwards and backwards and backwards. <laughs> yep. So, uh, number 10. This is one I'm sure we all remember. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, developer working on a presentation. So Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, leaked several months before its official announcement when a developer on a subway was working on a presentation. The developer had a laptop open editing a PowerPoint presentation, passerby noticed the presentation and snapped a photo. It was off off the window, wasn't it? Like um, the reflection. Yes, so so it's... Yeah, off the reflection of the window. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, goodness. I mean, if you are oh. working on something that's... I mean, let's face it. I mean, Two Raiders are a fairly big well, deal in the gaming community. To, and you're going to have to keep this one pretty locked up and yeah, uh, yeah. And, and secret. Are you really going to work on your presentation on the on the subway? On the su- well, I don't know. Like... Um, like we hear so much about like uh, gaming crunches and everything like that, and like however, however many hour weeks that they work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like with big developers, um, and so maybe maybe he was just doing some extra work and stuff like that, like um, thinking that no one would know at that point in time. But yeah, I I, I don't know, I really don't know. But uh, yeah, what way to get caught? <laughs> Sounds like somebody didn't do their homework. I was trying to get it done yeah. on the train on the way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, sorry, sorry, Squid Enix. Uh, my my dog ate my presentation. That's it. My dog ate my laptop, and I had to buy this new laptop and download PowerPoint. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, what what a way, what a, like um, a way for that to kind of get, get slipped. So great, so simple, yeah. and yet so effective. Yeah. Um, so first of all, because this is what I like doing just now, uh, is on a scale of one yeah. to six stars, how uh, how good a leak do you think this one was? As in uh, six stars being because because. I don't know, like, because... Avoidable, like... As in, like, six stars as being, like, uh, it could have been avoided? Yes. Or... Well, six, yeah, six stars being it, it's pretty blatant, like, what are you doing? You might as well just stand up in the middle of the train and shout, I'm working on Shadow of the Tomb Raider. By the way, I am working on Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That is yeah. the next game. Have one um, of those really loud, obnoxious phone calls going, Hello, I'm on the train. Yes, I'm working on Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Like that. <laughs> or one um, actually it was really really sneaky I probably I'm gonna say a four for that okay. one because okay. like it was pretty stupid to work on a presentation mm-hmm. on that on the train because like even the person next to him could have just leaned over and went oh look at that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but um the way that he caught it, though, like I think that's uh, is some genius stuff, though, like getting a reflection off the mirror and yeah. stuff like that. Which, which makes it's me sick. think, yeah, he maybe angled his laptop a little bit away from the the carriage and to the, the yeah. outside. And I, I presume if there's a subway, there's not like passage, passers-by. I mean, if a, if a train passes yeah. you by at like 60 miles an hour and you can see what somebody's yeah. working on their laptop, I'd give you one star for ingenuity on that. But um, <laughs> to get it in the, the reflection, okay, I'll give you the, the, the four is good. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll save those two stars uh, just because the person yeah. who snapped it was pretty smart. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Good. Okay, that's fine. Good. Okay, number nine. Number nine. A Witcher 3 developer's Google Drive gets hacked. So a, de- a developer, it's always just a single developer, isn't it? A developer yeah. behind the hit game, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, was hacked and several of the game's files were distributed online. The highly anticipated RPG was deep in development and uh, when the hack occurred, details on the end of the game, monsters, characters and more were in the files. So CD Projekt Red even released a press uh, release over the leak, uh, which I remember again uh, through other podcasts. Um, The developers advised fans uh, of the series to avoid the files if they do not want spoiled. The leak occurred almost a year before so i remember that coming out saying look you may see Mm -hmm. stuff but like please just ignore it this is we're not going to be held to ransom um we're not going to pay anything um so fair play to them on that one yeah no i I like the fact that they like acknowledged it and stuff like that the Mm -hmm. thing i'm trying to wrap my head around is the fact that like they would have all this stuff on a google drive yeah 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 so i would i thought that like maybe I'm, I'm sure game developers and stuff like that have all, all got their own private servers and everything like that where everything's stored on with totally. like extensive like security and firewalls and everything like that. So, yep. um, yeah, the Google Drive thing's weird. But uh, huh. in terms of like um, CD Projekt Red holding up the hands and saying, yeah, totally, like this is something that happened. Um, yeah, I, w- I wonder, like, is the. Um, I think you might be mentioning another gaming leak that happened later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yep. Cool. So, so, so the kind of the same thing in terms of like I think that developer as well just held up the hands and just like yes, it's out there, but like, like it read it at your own risk if you want spoilers or anything <laughs> like that. But it's it's it, like you say, it's interesting. That's a, that's a, a direct. That's like me going. You know what? I know Gary works for CD Projekt Red. 
I bet if his, like I know his email address because I've emailed him before, and I bet his password yeah, is yeah. Limp Biscuit One with an exclamation yeah. mark instead of an I. And um, oh, yeah. there I am. There we go. Bingo. Um, How the hell did you? Do that? <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm a serious hacker. I am the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call me um, WWW <laughs> double double W oh dear right um, okay um, so back to number 8 number 8 <laughs> number 8 going. yeah like, wait, let's move on let's let's yeah. quickly very quickly yeah. move on CD Projekt Greg Google Drive yeah <laughs> yeah what are you doing keeping stuff on Google Drive it's Google Drive yeah um, alright next one um, Walmart Canada reveals Rage 2 and more In May of 2018, Walmart Canada published a page of upcoming game releases. Most of the games had been speculated to be in development or had already been announced. However, the leak uh, featured games like Rage 2 that were not announced until later that year at E3. Ooh. That's uh, like, um, it's like, I think that's definitely happened before. I'm sure I've seen that. It might be the same one. But in terms of like uh, outlets and stuff like that, managing to get like a hold of some kind of uh, evidence for uh, a game coming out or like mm-hmm. a release date or something like that. Um, and then like either gets taken down really quickly, but not until like someone quickly snaps it and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, oh God. Uh, what would I give this one? I mean, I mean, it's hard. Like it would be hard to kind of, kind of almost keep a lid on that because like you have to let retailers know that games are coming out and stuff like that but i mean this is a year before it's actually announced yeah 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 well it was later that year it was announced let alone any you know it was it was probably a good year to 18 months away from being probably released so yeah Hmm. because this is this is my thing about this one and like the random amazon uh france or you know but, Amazon Madagascar that puts up um, yeah. GTA 7 uh, for 24 hours and then yeah. it gets taken down really quickly. Part of me yeah. thinks that some of these, or like Netflix, was it Netflix France re- recently put up GTA 6, said that it, it's, it was coming, or they tweeted out that it was coming or something like this. I think an awful lot is like, just if it was your last day working for um, oh, yeah, yeah. Amazon for Madagascar or something, or something like that. Like that. And yeah, you're just like, and you're just like, oh, like rage two. Fuck don't it. Care. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. Super Mario versus Zombies uh, Five. Uh, yeah, that's coming out next week. <laughs> five, five. Even though, like, uh, <laughs> even though one hasn't been released. That's it. Everybody starts um, shooting themselves. Oh, I should play the first four. <laughs> Wait, where are they? Wait. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Like, I think, I think things like that, like there's there's things that get kind of almost get released like just to generate like some kind of hype and like whatever mm-hmm. like news outlets and stuff like that like they will just like generate clickbait bullshit in order for things to like like get clicks and yeah. stuff like that and um yeah it's a, i think it's a th- i think it's a thing that like i'm pretty sure um i'm pretty sure game developers and uh like th- um films and everything like that do that now as well in terms of like they want to keep everything as secret as possible so they'll mm-hmm. put out some fake leaks yep and stuff like that just to get either hype around the movie or game mm-hmm. or whatever and stuff like that but it's not spoiling what the actual game is which totally i kind of think's kind of cool you know what because Basically, i it's... i would like i would like to be surprised 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that smoke and mirrors yeah. kind of f- like false narratives or, or fake media kind of yeah. thing is yeah. potentially the only way that, that some companies can operate just these days because of the, the sheer yeah. amount of people that work on a project. I mean, I mean, I mean Tom Holland being one of them. Um, some people just <laughs> cannot keep quiet. But if you're keeping yeah a thousand people or upwards of a thousand people, you know, quiet on this on this project, is it, is it really going to happen? So. Either yeah. you've got to get things out there yourself and be in control of yeah. it, like you say, um, yeah. or it, or it's just going to get like spoiled, spoiled. Um, yeah, and I think this is where a lot of the like backstage kind of stuff comes from as well. You know, you hear about actors not getting on and fighting and stuff, and it all generates yeah. the hype around that that movie or whatever oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I remember Universal yeah. Soldier. Apparently, that end fight was Dolph Lundgren and Van Damme actually fighting because they Just hated each other. Actually going at, actually yeah, going that's at it. each other. And yeah. Lundgren actually got chopped up by a combine harvester, and yeah. and all these things. Yeah, and it was just absolutely mental. But Rage Two, I mean, there's there's a niche one. If you're sitting in like in your bedroom <sighs> yeah. updating uh, Walmart, or you know sitting in the office yeah. updating Walmart, and you think that's a leak, yeah. I mean, is you're just like, yeah, just like, yeah, Rage 2. Yeah. I mean, Rage was good and all, but. Rage was all right. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't think it was like, it was probably inevitable a sequel was going to come out and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, it's a weird one. It is a it weird is. one. It is. Yeah. So how many, how many stars? Uh, two. Three. Two. <laughs> two. Two and a half. Two and a half stars. Two and a half. Let's see. Let's, let's say two and a half stars. Yeah, maybe three stars, but we're really close to like a bribe. Yeah, yeah. Star, and we could just take that instantly. Down. Yeah. All right, next one. Next. Mass Effect Three beta leaks online. Ooh. Mass Effect Three leaked uh, when a beta for the game was found on Xbox Live. So again, I mean, Jesus, what are you doing? Put on the <laughs> biggest gaming online gaming platform, pretty much in the world. It'll be safe there. Nobody will find that at that at, th- at that point in time. Totally, because. Like, yeah, I mean, Xbox Live just absolutely changed the face of console online gaming. Yeah, it did. And uh, yeah, the Live Arcade uh, was fantastic. So having that leaked out on there and like it being early, like really, really early for the beta to leak. Totally, it was a year. Yeah, it's weird. That's a, it's that's just... a weird one. Because I was, I was watching, um, is it uh, Reykjavik? Have you seen any of his stuff? No. Like it does really good game analysis stuff, and like um, like I've just been kind of engrossing myself in the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, like I was mentioned to you, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I've been watching his kind of video essays on like uh, he does like goes into like the development of each game and stuff like that. And like three had the like the the most troubled development out of all of it. Yeah, in terms of like um like what they were trying to achieve in the time frame they were trying to achieve and stuff like that um and yeah like uh the multiplayer i think was was it bioware montreal that helped out with that could have been yeah i think they did uh andromeda they were the leads for andromeda yes yeah uh, because bioware were away working on anthem at that point in time that's the one so uh bioware montreal took the leads for andromeda and also they got the job because they've done quite a good job on um the multiplayer for three mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it's just the thing is weird because like i think the multiplayer was very like 
I'm not sure if it was like a last minute kind of decision or anything like that. But yeah, just to have it kind of leaked. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. That is a weird one because I don't I don't think it should have been something that happened, but it did. <laughs> yeah, to to leave it on Xbox Live as a, it was like a nearly two gigabyte data. A few lucky people were able to to download it, have a play of it, and take screenshots and stuff. Um, yeah. It was just missing some textures and things like that. So it was obviously yeah. like stress testing or, or you're doing something with it. And what the hell are you doing? Yeah. How many stars? I was saying good or bad because <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a good leak. It is a good leak. But it's bad practice. <laughs> it is extremely bad practice. I mean, testing yeah. it like that is just, that's just insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six for leak, one for... One for practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting we're closing closing in on the halfway here. Um, oh, cool. segue Half Life. Um, <laughs> nice. Val- so this is Half Life Two leaks online. Um, so Valve is very uh, is well known for the Half Life series. Uh, when the game launched, many craved a sequel. Uh, a man came. Uh, sorry, a man named Axel uh, Gembe could not uh, wait like the rest, so he hacked into Valve's network. Uh, He was able to attain a crude version of Half-Life 2 and download it. So Valve obviously distraught over this leak. Um, Morale lowered significantly after the game. Gemby felt guilty for the game's leak and apologized to the developers. Uh, Valve then worked closely with the FBI to trick Gemby into applying for a job and then arrest him. I I remember this. Oh, I do remember this. Like mm. I was, I was away. I was away to go. Like oh, like um, like Half Life Two. That was two thousand and oh god, my word, that's a long time ago. Like two thousand, two thousand and three, four, three, four, something about that. Yeah, mid, mid, like noughties. Mid noughties, yeah. So like, uh, being able to like, I think this is definitely before like the kind of big massive uh, PSN hack and everything like that. So of course, yeah. Like these, this was. Like, um, this is, like, console gaming in its, like, sort of early-ish kind of days in PC gaming. And, like, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure, like, hacking and piracy and all that was quite rampant at that point in time. So, yep. yeah, like, um, they probably weren't prepared for someone to come in and steal, like, the game and stuff like that. But, like, the fallout of that, <laughs> like... yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane. Like, that's, like, that's huge. That's huge. But in terms of like them trying to clear up their mess and everything like that, um, yeah, that's that's good. But I mean, like, he seemed like he was sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's just like, yeah, I'm really, really sorry. I did this. I just loved your game so much that I wanted a sequel, and you guys were working on it, and I just wanted to play it now, but. Uh, yeah, like um, the way they just went after him, yeah. just like no, no, you get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> but like not straight up, just going, oh, you know what? You obviously really like. You're obviously good at hacking, and you, you, you know your way around a computer. How about yeah. come come down for a job interview? Come come down, come and see yeah. us. You come and see us. Yeah, yeah. Really? This guy? Oh no, he's no one. No one. We just yeah. call him Mr. FBI. Um, I mean... Uh, yeah, no, no, just call him Jack Bauer. Uh, Jack Bauer. <laughs> just open the store. <laughs> that's it. That's what... Where's, um, the, where's the Half-Life 2 mods? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Fox Mulder was assigned to afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Game, gaming hacking. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, completely shutting him down. Like, uh, 
oh god in terms of in terms of leaks um yeah in terms of leaks like that is it's the same again i think it's like a, a six for the leak because you actually got a playable version mm-hmm. of good leak half-life 2 but then bad practice well i like not bad practice because they weren't probably prepare for it so i would say about two or three and stuff like that but a seven star for handling it (laughs) shutting him down (laughs) tricking him so good oh love it right then um number five um pokemon go leaks on april fools i remember this yeah i i remember a few of my mates managed to get it no yeah yeah, they managed to download it quickly before uh, like things like they've been following it for quite a while, and um, yeah, like uh, I was I was always quite keen to try it because like we we had this funny image and it it was like it was a previous podcast that I did called Console Me Gaming, and big shout out to Chris Stewart, Mark Jeffrey, and Irvin Cookshank for joining me on that because it was good fun. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we were we lost our shit to pokemon go because like we were just like um we were just saying that uh like you could be like at a funeral or something like that and you'd be like oh my god there's a mewtwo here (laughs) this is it i think this is why leaks are irresponsible this is this is what happens yeah i was oh god had such a laugh for that and like i like i did enjoy pokemon go when i played it and stuff like that it was good fun it was great uh, i I still occasionally turn it on now and then just to see uh, yeah what's what can i pokemon's in old meldrum now do you oh that's good (laughs) i started playing it and beth was like oh man what are you playing that for you're really sad and then one day just asked a random question going see see the gyms in pokemon go what what do you do there and i was like oh you 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 know yeah you know, uh, fight them with your best Pokemon and see if you can take them. Over oh, how the it. tables have turned! Oh, how the turntables! Um, and then I was like, "Wait a minute! Why are you asking these Pokemon questions?" Um, so uh, we would we would go around and walk around Aberdeen, but then we went to um, Amsterdam, and we spent yeah. our whole time sitting. There was this little bar that we we liked sitting in, uh, and there was yeah. tons of Pokemon around it. So we would just sit there and get pished, yeah, uh, and yeah. collect them all, and, and then uh, catch Pokemon. That was great. <laughs> uh, such a great idea. But yeah, anyway, back to the leak. <laughs> back to the leak. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you, you kind of nailed it there. I mean, uh, all the information yeah. came out on April Fool's Day, and of course, nobody believed it. Yeah, no one uh, did because it was uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, it's a good time to have a leak, though. Because no one will believe it. Well, this is it. They, I think they dodged one there. Yeah. I think they got away with that. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I think they did. But I mean, considering how successful that game is and yeah, yeah, everything yeah. like that, then yeah, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> so not damaged in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Um, no. Number four. Quite aptly, number four. PS4 Slim sold on Gumtree before announced. So a man, uh, a man in Manchester, England, um, needed oh. a new PS4 when his older console's HDMI port was damaged. He searched his lo- yeah. local classifieds uh, named Gumtree or Craigslist, if you're yeah. that way inclined, uh, and found PS4-looking mm-hmm. device when he took to Twitter to post images of his newly purchased uh, PS4 Slim. Uh, sorry, he then took to Twitter uh, to post images of his newly purchased PS4 Slim. Later on... A woman obtained PS4 Slim through Gumtree. Um, she made an unboxing video and then reviewed it before uh, the machine was even announced. In the video, she has a disclaimer saying that the console is yet to be announced. Fortunately, she <laughs> loved it. So yeah, 
Somehow, those bad boys got out. How? I don't know. How? I don't know. This is, this is again, like Jim's oh. last day working in Asda, and a couple of them came yeah. in, and he was told, don't sell those until the, the 10th, and he just went and nabbed a couple and chucked them on Gundry. Yeah. But I mean, this is before the thing's announced, yeah. so retailers shouldn't have it. No, even then, this is it. No one should have it at this point in time, apart from Sony. Yep. But... That's that's weird. That's a weird yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there was like rogue um, copies of oh god, what was it? it was it PS4s or something like that? Like they got stolen off a truck or something like that. Mm, yeah, and okay. They leaked. They leaked early, but like it wasn't like it wasn't as early as like not even being announced sort yeah. of thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. It's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that one quite strange. No stars because it's an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. Right here's uh, here's another retail number three. Assassin's Creed Three art leaked by Best Buy employee. A Best Buy employee got excited over the next Assassin's Creed game and snapped a photo of internal promotional art. The employee took a snap of the art and sent it to Kotaku. Kotaku reported on the art and even revealed the entire thing. Um, the art depicts. Uh, protagonist uh, Connor wielding a musket and a tomahawk. Uh, speculation before the leak was the game would take place uh, during the American Revolution. This leak can seem to confirm. So, uh, what we're really saying here is stop sending promotional stuff before you announce the game. Or before, is this um, before? Is this before it was announced, or was it announced and it was just before release? It's kind of unclu- unclear because. Yeah, it says the the provo- promotional art has obviously been sent to a supermarket or Best Buy. Um, yeah, but then it says speculation before the leak was the game would take place. So I don't know. I'm going to call one star on this one because it sounds like bullshit. I'm going to call one star as well. Like, why? Why would companies send stuff before they even announce it? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like games get announced like years and years before that like why would you send like why would you send asda like a thing for gta 6 before it's announced exactly however baffling if you work for asda um and you have been sent something grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com yep all right number two cool Let's see if this one's bullshit. I think these are all rubbish. Um, yeah. <laughs> Halo, 4, Halo 4 multiplayer gameplay filmed on Barn TV. In 2012, a strange video Barn. appeared. Barn. Barn, yeah. Barn, B-A-R-N. B-A-R-N. I don't know why I go, B-A-R-N. B-A-R-N. Why I go This is what I get for living with a Cornwallian. Um, Barn and Combine Harvester. Combine Harvester. Um, yeah, in 2012, a strange video appeared online depicting Halo 4 multiplayer. Halo 4 released later that year. But this leak is absolutely insane. Hold on to your butts. Yep. The video depicts multiplayer on old RCA television. The video is shaky and there is extremely loud music in the background. Sounds like some of the maps you get sent through for GTA 6. Yeah. Furthermore, <laughs> some of those are coffee stains. I'm pretty sure that's somebody's coffee table and there's a coffee ring yeah. left and then you get like a yeah. really close-up picture of it and it gets sent through as the map. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to start doing that. Let's okay. Competition. Yeah, I think you should tweet us and send us Instagram pictures of like the the most household object you can make look like the GTA Six map, and we will retweet yeah. everyone and say it is one hundred percent real. Yes, we will. We'll we'll start. 
Um, <laughs> furthermore, the shaky video was also shot in a barn, which only adds to the insanity of the leak. Near the bottom of the television, straw and hay can be seen. <laughs> I think somebody's, taken, somebody's put this up, so knowing full well that we would just get bored and read it on a podcast. 343 Industries did release a quote about the video, which only made the leak valid. I mean, why? Why would a farmer have it? Exactly. That's 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 my question. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's know. crazy. Yeah, it's that's just, a crazy one. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, how do they get? Do I'm gonna, the barns have power like naturally? I don't live in a farm. I don't know these things. Yeah, you can have obviously like you've got like lights and everything like that. So I'm sure, yeah, assuming okay. they would have power and stuff like that. But I mean, like, I mean, I played. Uh, Halo 4 on an old CRT TV. Yeah. Um, I, I loved that thing. That thing was ace. <laughs> just TV. Ma- massive, like, like widescreen, like, thing. And, like, it just made, I don't know, like, it just made uh, games just look so cool. Like, games from that generation and stuff like that just looked yep. very cool on that. Yeah, this is um, there's some great artwork showing how... Uh, artists, digital artists would uh, manipulate the the way the pixels would show uh, to give you more yeah. detail. There's some fantastic stuff. Yeah, like. it's it's so good. I miss those. Yeah. Me too. Uh, but everything's all hyper HD now, and you can see every single wrinkle. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just it. Yeah, no, this I'm gonna say a one for this. This is yeah, just, like it, it, it's weird in terms of yeah in terms of like the situation and the setting and everything like that i mean like why would they have it don't get I don't it. know i don't i don't know i don't, don't get it let's anyway. let's get on to the last one because let's face it this one sounds fucking mental as well um okay assassin's creed odyssey leaks from a keychain a keychain let's find out uh every assassin's creed game has leaked <laughs> that's the opening sentence every assassin's every creed assassin. game has leaked uh, other than yeah. assassin's, assassin's creed 2 which is the best assassin's creed no Black flag. Black flag. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Brotherhood's okay. It's good. I mean, I like that trilogy, the the two the Ezio trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy, brother. Yeah, Ezio trilogy is really good. But I love uh, Black Flag, flag is so good as well. Yeah. Uh shout out to Chris who's listening to this, who's playing Black Flag on my recommendation. Um Nice. Ubisoft should start making these leaks official announcements. Odyssey was leaked online when a keychain from a French website posted an article about it. The promotional keychain features a Spartan helmet, which all but confirmed ancient Greek setting. Uh, the keychain also featured the name of the next game. Soon afterward, Ubisoft made their official announcement. A keychain. Keychain, a keychain. <sighs> Stop yeah. making merch for games that don't exist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I thought I thought that you were going to mention The Last of Us 2 leaks. No... No, no, well, not on, not on this comprehensive, not, not very in-depth list. Very in-depth list. I thought you were going to mention the last of us two leaks because I didn't know about these until maybe a week before the game. And then all the press was coming out and stuff like that about yeah. um, like what happened and everything like that. And such a shame. Like, it is such a shame for all the guys in Naughty Dog, all mm-hmm. the, like, Neil Druckmann, uh, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, everyone that's worked on that game for three, four years, and just to have, like, um, the full script leaked. 
yeah. months yeah, before totally. and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I don't know whether that fueled the uh, the kind of like boycotting and backlash that that game got. Yeah, as well, completely um, unjustified because- shite. It really was, and like I, I didn't read any of them or anything no. like that. I experienced the game uh, as it was intended. Me too, and uh, I loved every second of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely every second of it. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and uh, I don't think a game has ever made me feel that way before, um, and made me like change opinions on characters and made me um, physically not want to do things in it. Yep, but I know I had to. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, there, I, there's a very good parallel line with with Walking Dead, um, and a certain storyline that happened a little while ago with a bad guy, uh, who was super super bad. But um, yeah, there's always the look at it from their perspective. If you'd followed this group of people since yeah. the start, they're actually your heroes, regardless of the things they've done, because. Yeah. Let's not yeah. forget, in this world, in this post-apocalyptic world, uh, your heroes have done awful, awful things. Yes, they have, yeah. Um, but you support them because you like them because you've seen them for series upon yep. series or hours upon hours. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think Naughty Dog does such a great uh, job of putting you in that, like, again, something that games only games can do, a TV show or a film or, or book can't yeah, yeah. really put you into the physical control of somebody Shoes else and of, seeing things. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. And yeah, I I thought they did extremely, extremely well. I've got a couple of, you know, the game's outstays its welcome. I think a couple of hours or or, or more, but however, it's yeah, a great game. Um, and I think the backlash game, yeah. it got was absolutely awful. Um, unjustified, yeah. Unjustified. I think a lot of people skim read it or heard off of a mate of a mate and made judgments yeah. and started you know shouting and spouting about it i thought it was everything was extremely well handled and i thought it was again a grown-up game for grown-ups yeah um i yeah. do know somebody who didn't play it yeah. um because of of it wasn't things that were in the leak in the, the leaks necessarily but like some certain plot hits and stuff like goes oh no no just i just, i read about it and i didn't want to play it and i was like oh man it's like see if, if that leak hadn't happened yeah. that would be somebody yeah. else who loved the first game experiencing it properly and not making judgments yeah. based on a report that that yeah. person had read. Um, exactly. exactly. And every, everyone's in, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Everyone, like, everyone's don't. entitled to love something. Everyone's entitled to um, to hate something. Uh, and, um, but, like, um, yeah, like, with within reason, like, you have to yeah. Yeah, yeah. be civil about things and you have to be, like, very inclusive of other people's opinions and stuff like that like like i love i love that game so mm-hmm. much and uh stuff like that and uh but i will never like force my thing and say like you're wrong you're totally wrong for hating this game it's a bloody masterpiece blah 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 i will never say that to anyone because like they're entitled to their own opinions if you hate the game you hate the game that's Sorry. that's the main Sorry. thing but like don't take it out on uh developers don't take it out on uh the voice mm-hmm. actors don't take it out Sorry. on um don't take it out on laura bailey that's <laughs> that's the main thing like um like they are actors that are playing the role that they're given they're not actually the characters of these things and totally. people need to learn how to disconnect themselves from that yeah like um yeah yeah exactly exactly if you yeah. do not like abby as a character you know chill 
just chill out. Um, just chill. Half, yeah. half the point is you're not supposed to like her. Um, yeah. You know, you're supposed to feel weird spending time with her. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And let Naughty Dog, and again, play the game, because let Naughty Dog introduce her in the way that she's supposed to be introduced. And actually, yeah. spoiler alert, by the end of it, I, I had an awful lot of sympathy and an awful lot of empathy with her because of the story and, and I, what was taken through. I completely switched my opinion like in yeah, totally. like that game made me flip completely on both main characters definitely of that game and uh like it got to got to a stage in it where i was just i was not like well spo- spoilers and stuff like that <sighs> but i'm i wasn't rooting for ellie i really wasn't rooting for ellie at the end yeah. i thought she'd gone too far this is but, it, uh, this is I'll, it. That's, that's all I'm, that's all i'm gonna say and like um well like you said like um seeing uh, seeing it like if Abby was the main character for yeah, Last of Us totally. One and stuff like that, and playing that game and stuff like that, and then you have like uh, you have Joel and Ellie coming in at the end mm-hmm. and uh, doing that kind of things, so then you're going to feel sorry for Abby. Totally, you are. Yeah, yeah. Abby would have been your yeah. main, your main uh, kind of character, and the, yeah, totally. This is it, and these are the things that you know. That ending is is what I was being told. Nah, I don't want. I didn't want that ending, so I didn't play the game. I was like, oh man, really, really, yeah, exactly. And not, exactly. And we're not even going to get started on the the death threats that were sent through to to the developers and and neil Druckmann, um just because yeah. all the the transphobic utter morons out there yeah. uh, that can't handle the real world so yeah. let's uh let's put that one there and um it is a fantastic let's, game let's, go and play it it's just yeah, brilliant yeah, just yeah just play it it's yeah totally. oh, and ignore leaks yeah ignore leaks experience games the way they're supposed to be experienced experience films the way there's supposed to be experienced as well exactly. like going with like minimal knowledge like watch a trailer and stuff like that to get you hyped for the film watch a trailer to get you hyped for a game but like uh, experience it the way like developers and directors and writers want you to experience this which is like firsthand exactly and you can make your own opinions you can make your own judgments on it totally that's it if you don't like it yeah. hey, it's a couple hours yeah yeah it's a couple hours it's not the end of the world all right uh, so now it's time to have a little look at um, a great little interview that's that's uh, popped up online um, via Reddit and through Games Radar, and I think this was an old um, an old interview done through Edge or Edge Magazine, and this is with um, Sam Hauser just before GTA Four hit. Um, and nice. what I really enjoyed about this is again in uh, recent light of some um, some leaks that may or may or not be kind of true. Um, there is this is done like a four part and it's um little quotes based on GTA three, Vice City and um uh, San Andreas with some really interesting stuff that I I wasn't aware of. So let's go through them and have a wee uh discovery together and we'll just see what was being said back then. And this is sounding good. It's yeah. really interesting, Reed. It's really interesting. So cool. Um, based on GTA three, mm-hmm. I, I thought this was quite interesting. I, I hope this doesn't take away because th- there was a small part of me went, oh. Okay. Oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> oh no. I better delete this game from my memory. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so when um when speaking about GTA three, um Sam kind of lets slip or lets slip Sam uh, explains that GTA 3's um mute character was effectively a mistake. Uh so he says that it was just one of those things where I think I only remember noticing kind of late on, uh, Howard says, he says, um, 
He's like, like fuck, it doesn't um, speak. Uh, and I've never said to that to any, anyone before. I'm being honest here. But I remember thinking, well, it kind of works, so who cares? I was like, he didn't even need a voice. Uh, so he doesn't have a voice. Um, but it was one of those things that people really picked up, up on afterwards um, when you saw them debating, like, is his name Claude Speed or whether he's this or that? Uh, you kind of thought, actually, guys, there's a lot less than meets the eye or there's a lot less to him than meets the eye. Um, so one of our favorite things that we've talked about an awful lot, um, which yep. is the muteness of Claude Speed, um, yeah. was a mistake and then a, ah, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well that was oh. my reaction. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, like I I kind of I kind of like that in terms of like it, like it's a happy accident that like created something really really cool in it's terms what created of the entire uh, series. Yeah, exactly. And like in GTA uh, 1 and 2 and and London, uh, I don't think the character actually had a voice. No, uh, no, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember if the guy from the bill actually spoke or anything <laughs> like that during the during the little kind of video cutscenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like so, they never actually spoke. Like they might have had like text. No, I don't think they even had text dialogue or anything like that. So it is kind of like a harken back to that in a way. Yep. But I mean, if um, like if he had that envisioned that he was just like, oh yeah, like it's we want him to talk. And uh, so I forgot, why is he not speaking? Oh, crap. Like, we're, we're way too deep into development. Ah, well, Sorry. that's fine. Then, yeah, like, it, it, like, I like, I like happy accidents like that in terms of, like, like I've spoken about it before. I love, I love the fact that uh, the bass riff from Money from Pink Floyd was an accident. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because they cut the they cut the tape wrong, and totally. so like it, it created one of the like the best bass lines um, in the world, as I say. But yeah, um, the yeah, like uh, that's one thing we've loved about Claude is the fact that like he's an avatar for the player. You are yeah. like your actions and stuff like that are Claude's, and yeah. uh, and vice versa, and. Um, yeah, it's just it. You can project yourself onto them. Like Claw can be like as crazy as you want him to be, is uh, and stuff like that. And like I do think it's it's kind of funny as well. Like the fact like Claude's Claude's mute and stuff, and then you have like Zelda, no uh, Link, and he's mute yeah. as well. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't speak as well. And uh, so, but Link has a bit of a character to him and stuff yep. like that. And Claude is more an avatar for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird one, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I think it shows how much they were juggling and and what was going on at that time. Oh, yeah. That they got yeah. so late in development and realized that they hadn't written the script for the main. Everybody else, <laughs> everyone else, like Catalina, um, yeah, Abel, etc. Everybody, but they must have they must have decided that earlier on because I mean, would they have had like interactions with the characters that were two-way rather than one-way because all the dialogue is all the dialogue is directed in gta 3 as a one-way conversation mm-hmm. as yeah. in like it's like hey it's the, like this guy i know this guy uh, he's gonna go and do this job mm-hmm. uh, whereas whereas like hey how you doing are you doing good waiting for a response hey why don't you go over there and do that job totally. excellent thank you yeah, so um, I think all the conversations are like done in a way that you that is just one way. It is. So they must have either 
like they said they were way too deep into development and stuff like that. Maybe the script and the voice acting and stuff like that came later on. I don't know, but it's a, it's a really good show actually. Yeah. Also, I think yeah. maybe a little um, hint into the the different departments that they work in. Uh, obviously, Dan being one of yeah. the writers, uh, and maybe you know Sam yeah. being a producer and, and director. Yeah. Um, was sitting there much later, going, "Oh wait a minute, he's he's not talking." Um, yeah. I, I probably picked up the phone and said, "Hey Dan, what's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> he explained, yeah, what's going but. On? <laughs> It's, I, I just yeah. find that quite an interesting, uh, yeah, an interesting way. But the fact he goes, ah, yeah. Yeah, don't 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 think too much into it. It was just one of those things. I was like, yeah, oh, I like Claude. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, we like Claude. We do like Claude. Cool. I like that. Did. Yeah, nice little insights. Yeah. You heard them here first. Uh, yeah, unless you heard it somewhere else. <laughs> so, um, on Vice City, um, mm-hmm. he was asked about the setting, uh, obviously because. Let's face it, yeah. Vice City is the, the star of most of, of that game. Um, yeah, yeah. So he was asked, why uh, why, Vi- uh, why why Vice City? Why or Miami? Why, why 80s? The, yeah. Why, yeah, basically. Um, so uh, why Miami? When we were... Um, when we were doing the London pack for the first GTA, the idea we had um, after that was to do a Miami in the 1980s, but for some reason or another, it didn't come together. Yeah, that idea seemed to have the most meat on it. Um the one that we had the most material that we could work with, the vibe, the storytelling, the culture, the fashion, the music, uh, and so on and so on. It was all Miami's uh, Miami in the 1980s. To me, it still hands down the grooviest era of crime, which I love. I mean, that is a quote. Grooviest um, era of crime. The grooviest Stick era of box. crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's crime. The grooviest era of crime. Um <laughs> Because it didn't, um, because it didn't even feel like crime. You had Cuban hitmen gunning people down in the street, um, but it was still celebrating a sort of haze of cocaine and excess and Ferraris. Um, it was everything that was crazy about the eighties, and it was America, so it was crazier. Uh, I think I've watched a lot of Miami Vice. I think. Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a dream of mine and Dan's is to have uh, a montage in the game. Now, this is cool as all hell. And we're, I'm going to go on record right now and say that GTA 6 will have this because, because it so. has to. Um, a dream of mine and Dan's is to have a montage in the game. Well, we're on our way. We'll get it one day. A montage of our experience uh, experiences set to music. Come on, that's got to be amazing, right? With hard drives and consoles, you know it'll happen. So they'll be recording little snippets and storing them somewhere on your hard drive and then later on in the game you will get exact cuts of your gameplay to a montage with kick-ass 80s music (laughs) oh that'd be so cool that would be so cool if six is set there and we don't get this i will riot oh just imagine like just like you finish vice city and the end credits are going and stuff like that, and there's a montage totally. in the back of all your best moments from yep. that. Yeah, even like amazing setting up a big heist and going and like collecting the the van and even like choosing yeah. your mask and stuff. And just oh. before each like big heist and you've done all the setup missions, it gives you a little yeah. montage coming into them. Yeah, take it to the limit. Yeah. <laughs> Push it to the limit. That's the point of no return. <laughs> I love that song so much because it just explains like what's going on in screen and I'm anyway, <laughs> running up some stairs. It's so good. <laughs> Punching on the meat. 
<laughs> punch it till you can't punch it no more. <laughs> oh, uh, I just love I just love the fact that like Team America just did like the the actual montage song. Everybody yeah. needs a montage. <laughs> yeah, montage. Totally. Show exactly. the passage of time. <laughs> <laughs> Get better each day. Um, <laughs> it is. It's so good. It's so good. I think it, yeah. it's really interesting the way that the houses and we'll, we'll see it a little bit later on as well. The the way the houses have have watched American culture. Um, yeah. yeah. And have have obviously wanted to emulate that within video game storytelling. So I think I think yeah, it's, yeah. it is very cool. It almost confirms the things that we've been talking about um, in the way that they've they've seen these things and, and want to recreate. So he goes on to say, um, Ray Liotta was a very interesting guy to work with uh, because we had to have him in for quite a long time. Um, in some sessions, he was so fired up and he was into it, but then sometimes um, it'd be like he was in some kind of a hole uh, and he was very dark and couldn't work. Uh, but he's a pretty amazing guy, pretty amazing actor. Um, but he made on so he made some comments on, later on to his agent. Um, hey, that was game was so big, I should have charged them more money. But uh, he goes on to say that I hate that kind of chat. It's so cheesy. It's like saying next time I'm really going to pin them. Well, how about we just kill off your character? There is no next time. <laughs> That's how you handle that. <laughs> so you can see there that yeah, yeah, it's um. He goes on to say about other celebrities and somehow sometimes they just phone in thinking of video games, just not real acting oh, yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we've talked about that before. Totally, totally. Um, yeah. So it's, it's good to hear those little kind of quotes in there. So, um, Yeah. It's interesting what he says about San Andreas as well. Um, and I don't know what questions. These are just like little quotes based on the, the games there. So I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a more in-depth yeah. version of this interview somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah. When speaking about San Andreas, um, it starts off with, is there um is there any such thing as too big question mark so um and this is it's, it's really interesting as well um Hauser demands to know uh so yeah is there any such thing as too big Hauser demands to know in response to the issue of San Andreas being just too epic for some gamers to enjoy and it goes on to say you know if you don't like driving over that distance the point of the game is don't go there then you don't have to go there we give people an infinite <laughs> amount of choice so, uh, and for every person who's felt it's too big, there were probably a fair amount that really got off in the scope of the whole thing uh, and wanted um, one of the single propeller aircraft to, to go through the canyons. So that was quite an interesting. That's almost like Sony's, if you want to afford a PS3, just get a second job. It's just <laughs> quite an interesting Well, way. yeah, like, um, yeah, it is, it is very interesting. And the, the fact is, like, um, like, They've developed, uh, they developed that game for people to play and stuff like that, and you can play it however you want. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. that's the joy of these games and stuff like that. Like you can just beeline the story, you can do all the side quests, you can just go and do your rampages and everything like that. You can get six stars and see how long you survive. Like uh, everyone plays it differently and stuff like yeah. that. Like um, like I kind of get the idea because like I did feel it in terms of like I loved GTA Three, I loved Vice City, but I mm-hmm. did think San Andreas was like very big, yeah, and yeah, very yeah. overwhelming at points. Um, but that was because I was so used to those games being a bit smaller and stuff yes. like that. I wasn't ready for like that to be a bigger game and stuff like that. But now like um, I've gone back and I've completely san andreas again and stuff and yeah it's great <laughs> it's yeah this is it it's not 
really that big when you go back to it. But no, it's no, no, it's not. At the time, in comparison with like a Crash Bandicoot or you know something that was going yeah. like God of War, I think the original God of War was around about the same time ish, maybe a couple yeah. of years afterwards. It's about a nine hour and uh, like point A to point B game. So when you've got this huge yeah, thing, yeah. I just find this quite interesting. He didn't say. Well, don't play it. It's, that's not the game for you. It's just like don't go over there. Just yeah, mess yeah, around just, here. Yeah. Like it's just a, a yeah, just do what do what you want to do. Yeah, sorry. Um, so and then another part. He was asked about the you know why LA. Um, he said he was absolutely fascinated. Uh, he was like, where do you go after the eighties? He's like, well, the next kind of big cultural um, kind of setting that that they saw was was nineteen nineteen nineties LA. Uh, with the the gang culture there as well, um, he says it was very serious, scary stuff. But uh, he was absolutely fascinating, uh, fascinated by it all. Uh, I wanted to bring it there, and he yeah. goes on to say we immediately embraced it. Uh, I didn't see it as a risk. Hauser says of choosing to have a black lead for San Andreas. It was um, yeah. it was cer- certainly left field for the industry at the time. But you know, I'm proud to do things like that. And anyone who has a problem with that, we don't want you buying the game anyway. Quite frankly, so yeah. Again, not something I really bravo. would have considered. Yeah, bravo. Um, not yeah, something no, I would have considered yeah. um, as a thing, but hey. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're still having these conversations. We are, uh, in 2021. Yeah, yeah is, exactly. Yeah. Come on. Um, but yeah, like, um, was was CJ the first black lead in a video game? I, I, you know what? It's I, I can't even think. I uh, can't even think of a, another black character that led a video game before that. Um, yeah. Um, which shows how little I mean, that's yeah i mean i mean like some of the well uh one that springs to mind is barrett from final fantasy 7 but i mean he was a character in yeah. an yeah, ensemble yeah. cast totally uh cloud was your main character of that game but um mm-hmm. but yeah he he had quite a prominent role he had a really good story to him as well um yeah no if um i, th- I think cj was probably the first yeah, kind of yeah, lead. It, it, yeah. First, kind of uh, definitely one that the first um, lead that's that stood out. Yeah, in such a you know such a large game that 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 saw yeah. such a huge audience as well. Um, yeah, totally. But hey, we're still here in twenty twenty one having these conversations. Um, yeah, let's get it. Let's get it together. Let's <laughs> <laughs> sort the shit out, please. <laughs> we shouldn't have to have that conversation at all. Um, yeah. So. Uh, there's also there is a great um I think there's a great fear amongst the GTA community as far as I'm aware um and I see this quite a lot because every time a new game is is spoken about they talk about how real it's going to be now we've talked about weapons yeah. in the back of your car uh just like horse saddles yeah um I was going to call yeah. it horse testicles there, <laughs> don't just put like your horse. weapons in the horse testicles <laughs> just like horse yeah. um but this is this this maybe says and you know, maybe Dan's not there, so this isn't going to get rained in anymore. But um, it goes on. Hauser yeah. um, explains that he even goes too far with some of his ideas. So when we were making San Andreas, one of the things uh, I talked about, and thank God they didn't give in to my idiocy, so we're okay, people, <laughs> um, was, okay. hey, we've got to make it interesting to drive for hours on a freeway, and you have to stop and fill up for fuel. Now, this is something... <laughs> apparently the team were like, God, give it a rest. Um, this is something oh that um, 
that pops up every now and then. It's like, no, no, the new GTA, you've got to stop and get petrol. Like, if you if you steal a car and it's got no petrol, you'll run out of petrol and you get busted. Um, it's one of those amazing, like, urban, like, GTA yes. myths that, that goes around. Um, and it looks like either this is its origin, and don't worry, folks, it's okay, or... It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. No, no, of course, of course it's not. Though, saying that... There was a a little small game that took 10 years to develop, uh, went under a different name and then changed its name again. And it's one of the biggest franchises that exists called Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XV, known as uh, the road trip with my boys. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the car actually needs gas. So they've done it. They did it. Mm. So they actually did it. And uh, uh, it was okay. Like, um, once you up- upgraded it and stuff like that, and once you got the the flying mechanic for the car, then it didn't matter anymore. But okay. <laughs> for a while, like, getting to, like, um, getting to an area and stuff like that, like, you'd have to make sure you were fueled up before you went and everything like that. And it was all, it was all to do with this road trip and you were bonding with the characters and stuff like that, okay. which was, which was good. But, uh, yeah, they actually did that. <laughs> I mean, there's, I like GTA. It's, it's for its realism and it's, it, it's rockstar realism. Um, you know, there's, there's certain areas. Kind of cartoony realism. It's, it's cartoony ways, yeah. realism. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a grounding of their world, I think. Um, yeah. And a lot of it is just pure horse testicles. Um, yeah. But it all adds to this world. Um, I think yeah. we could put that one in the don't you fucking dare uh, box and just leave it at the back of the... <laughs> don't don't the you dare, Sam. You That's it. don't do yeah. it. <laughs> don't. Especially, uh, especially just now if they do that in the UK, there's no bloody petrol to get, so... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. That's, I'm, I'm that's getting, your mission. That's my mission. I, I have to go. I'll, I'll probably have to get tomorrow. It's somewhere. <laughs> I'll try and find yeah. some. <laughs> well, I'm diesel, so it's okay. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's diesel. Excellent so. stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, as long as you have an actual diesel car to put that in, because again, yeah. apparently the AA were. <laughs> don't, had, do not, no do not, do not put diesel in a, in a petrol car. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, chug, chug, goodness boom. Goodness me, the, the world we live in. Um, okay, so speaking of GTA 4, now this is like a month before GTA 4 hits, and it's quite interesting the way his kind of perception on that game is. But there's some really interesting stuff in here as well. And so Hauser explains that the game had to uh, become more and more thematically sophisticated and mature, which totally, yep, I'd say that's GTA 4's MO. It was achieved, yes. But also assures that GTA 4 still has the fun stuff. It's crazier than ever, in a way, <laughs> which I like, I like the in a way at the end. In, in a way. Uh, the humor is madder than ever uh, and more full on than ever, definitely. And then he goes on to speak about the morality, um, and he quotes uh, Mass Effect as well. He's like, people talk about some of this. Uh, nice. People talk a lot about some of the things in games like Mass Effect, where you uh, create these moral dilemmas. So it really did uh, kind of influence uh, GTA Four. Mm-hmm. And he does say towards the end, there are some very big things that happen that absolutely change things. Uh, in an oh, tell me that didn't uh, just happen kind of way. Not always yep. in a good way either. Totally. Yep. Um, comedy clubs uh he's definitely um quite chuffed at that one and he says some of them are quote-unquote mad um mm-hmm. he talks about the D- uh the dlc as well um the the additional episodes um yeah, yeah 
being in there too. But this is this is the part that really got me here as well, um, because this is this is like a little seed of a dream that I know Leslie Benzies had definitely. Um, so it's really interesting mm-hmm. to see where it's at right now. Um, and this is what two thousand eight. I think this was the, yeah. This is two thousand eight. This was done, um, and we're now sitting yeah. here in twenty twenty one. Um, so it says, while there are no new details on multiplayer modes, Hauser is enthusiastic about GTA Four as a social tool. I'm like, do you want to come out? Uh, so speaking about uh, GTA Online uh, or GTA 4's online mode, he's like, um, do you want to come out and hang out for a chat? I'll meet you online and we'll get get in a car, listen to some music, drive around together, talking, and your 3D model is sat in the car next to me. That's sublime to me. So I'm pretty sure they're sitting there with like mission accomplished on this one. Um, oh, yeah. Does this add further weight to Rockstar's enthusiastic talk about the idea of a GTA MMO one day? Uh, only time will tell, and time has told. Yep, they've got it. <laughs> so that's really what they were kind of aiming for back then uh, with mm-hmm. with GTA 4, or at least, you know, stepping toward that uh, with GTA 4. Um, yeah. I thought that was a really interesting, a couple of little nuggets in there, some things that have come true, some things that have been the fear of GTA players for years, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of things that I didn't know about uh, before. No, no, it was a really, really good interview, actually. Um I had a good time reading it and um, yeah, just learning. Like I love learning about like back, uh, like behind the scenes stuff totally. and everything like that. Yeah, it was really good um, and quite a rare one. They don't often give uh, that in-depth uh, kind of interviews, but no. in the run-up to GTA 4, I, th- I think they were mm. extremely excited about what they had done and, and quite rightly so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if um, uh, Sam, if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to come on. Uh, we'd love to have you. Always. <laughs> Always, and we'll talk about we'll talk about fuel shortages in GTA Six. We'll talk about. <laughs> now it's time to look at some NPC dialogue. Myself and Gary have been down to our local Twat Cafe where we've checked our inbox, and we've received an email from Johnny O. Johnny O has emailed in grandtheftpodcast at gmail and he asks if you could set a GTA anywhere in the world, where would it be? Now this is pretty cool because right now. We're pretty sure we're going back to Vice City at some point. However, yeah, yeah. nothing's been confirmed just yet. Well, Walmart no. haven't leaked anything just yet. So um, until we get that... No, not yet. Um, what mm. do we think? What do you, where would you like to play a GTA? Other than space? Right. Space? <laughs> <laughs> Other than space. Um, right. Right. Uh, I'm gonna. I have two answers for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. One's a serious one. One's not a serious one. But okay. I would love the. I would love the idea of it. I will. I'll guess which one's which. Yeah. So a serious one. I would love uh, London or UK. Yeah. 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 I think. I think it would be great to go back and like. I'd love to see. I'd love to see their take on um, what like. Like I kind of either English or like Scottish, like like what you could have, you could have like your big massive metropolis city, London s kind of thing. You have your all little hamlets and towns around the outskirts and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. if you go further north, you can get into your like Scottish territory and stuff like that with <laughs> your hills and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like I, I think like something close to home would be quite cool. Like um just to see and like 
he could set it like oh please like set it mid 90s or something like that that would be grand and like right in the middle of rave culture yeah like rave culture and stuff like that you'd have like your soundtrack could be like um like oasis blur yeah. um that that kind of thing take that um take that yeah <laughs> oh yes Spice Girls coming yeah. out. Oh, that would be so good. Spice Girls, everything like that. Yeah, like all, oh, like the 90s in like the UK and stuff like that. Like that's the year I grew up in. Uh, having having that again, I think that would be good fun. Like, I really think that would be good fun. I think, especially then, I think London would be a great playground. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even kind of modern day. I mean, James Bond's London, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Where it's, it's, kind of a modern metropolis um because yeah. there's lots of different way of dressing up london if anybody's watching ted lasso just now um yeah on apple tv plus a go and watch it because it's absolutely phenomenal but it's very yeah. it's very idyllic you know everything's just very softly lit and it's it's yeah, all yeah. really nice um which is kind of the opposite of a james bond kind of slightly blue tint to everything um and it's kind yeah, of yeah. like a a modern like kind of hustle and bustle uh, kind of city. Um, yeah, I think something maybe maybe quite grimy uh, could be pretty good. Yeah, I can definitely see that from the nineties. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's a soundtrack and a half. We really need that. Like British music in the nineties was great. Yeah, British music in the nineties was pretty good and stuff like that. And just like just that era, like I've like I like at that point in time and everything like that. You grew up with like. Um, like your Saturday, Saturday TV and everything like that. Your all your Going Saturday live. morning cartoon, yeah, SMTV Live, all that kind <laughs> of stuff. Um, and like uh, Saturday night TV as well, with like um, like whatever, like kind of game show and stuff like that was on and stuff like that. Like you could have like a game show in it, like a total, so... like 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 some kind of like twisted thing on like supermarket sweep or something along those lines <laughs> <laughs> well, mean, like generation game yeah. and yeah uh, yeah like, big, like break uh, and stuff. Big, big break and stuff oh like something like that like that that can incorporate like the mini games and stuff like that into it like you can have your snooker and stuff like that yeah um, <laughs> yeah 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 classic yeah and but yeah like that's my that's my kind of serious answer in terms of like i think going back to london stuff like that and set it mid 90s i think that would be brilliant back when the radio one dj didn't fear the knock at the door yeah exactly that 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 good time um i used to listen to radio one so much back then as well we used to sit and listen to the top 40 like i used to record it on tape every single sunday i get so pissed off if that song that i didn't have like that new song that was like number one and yeah bloody dj would talk over the start of it and every time i listened to my mixtape it would just be like and then in the song Uh, yeah (laughs) piracy was good (laughs) yes it was a little tape recorder remember that um yeah so that's my serious answer my stupid answer is something I think I have mentioned like very briefly before, but uh, I have wanted for years the crossover between GTA and Resident Evil. So I want to pitch you the idea of the game, okay. which is going to be called GTA Raccoon City. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up going into um, 
into Raccoon City and everything's just gone to shit. Like zombies everywhere and everything like that. But you're doing missions for like different groups of survivors and everything like that. And you're trying to get everyone out of the place and stuff like that. And it could be as funny and as silly as you want it. Like you can like upgrade your car. So you have like a, like defense turret spikes, everything like that. And you can just plow through like fields of zombies and everything like that. And once you go into your buildings and stuff like that, it's a bit more like kind of close quarters s kind of things with like maybe just a few zombies in there and stuff like that but like mm-hmm. it, they're harder to take down and you could easily get swarmed and stuff like that but yeah just having like gta raccoon city i think a gta game set in raccoon city would be so cool <laughs> and that would be cool <laughs> yeah i and think like I... your police police stations your hub and everything like that in the middle it's like your safety thing it's like um like the middle of um vice city with uh, prawn island it's like that mansion yeah man. yeah that that's a, I, I would love to get a proper like atmospheric maybe even like a horror game just in the same way that the rockstar took like gta and turned it into a cowboy game for red dead yeah yeah i yeah. think they could do like some form of exploratory like horror pretty goddamn yeah. well like just imagine like gta uh, gta raccoon city but with a co-op element so you get together with groups of your friends to survive Oh, that would be so good as in like uh like no you would just chuck in like six stars and stuff like that and like um to see how long you could survive and stuff like that but just imagine like teaming up with people to like survive a zombie horde or something like that totally in, they've got great survival modes world. on yeah. online yeah exactly yeah so i i think like gta do doing a survival s kind of game would be very very cool and capcom rockstar just just rent a hotel get a room (laughs) and just just make something beautiful (laughs) that's that's all we want it's all we it's not too much to ask (laughs) so there there you go that's that's my two it's good too it's a very very good two i think london in in many different eras would be absolutely brilliant um yeah and uh, yeah i want to see i want to see rockstar expand a little bit buy up loads of studios and you know get that talent working on tons of great versions of of that engine uh open world because man oh i i like oh i'll just i would buy anything um yeah <laughs> so my two my first one is not practical but i would love to see what they do and it, so Space. i would love to see <laughs> Space. <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> it's not practical Space. it's just spies um no, I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see Amsterdam. I'd love to see what they them recreate uh, Amsterdam beautifully. Um, Ooh, that'd be good. However, the Netherlands has a very low crime rate, um, mostly because a lot yeah. of the, the illegal things that you do in GTA are legal there. Um, so, <laughs> what, what do you do? Do you like, really do? like rampaging it. <laughs> And yeah. mowing down like pedestrians and cars. Yeah, that's it. You can do it all there. So I mean, what 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 naughtiness could you really get up to? Um, and also, like the streets are not designed for cars, uh, and it's no. essentially a massive grid um, split up by loads of little canals. So either it's Grand Theft Boat, like Grand Theft um, Grand Theft Boat, or boat. Grand Theft Bike or Bike. There's yeah, a lot exactly. of, there's a lot of cycling bing, in bing, Holland. Bing, bing. 
Oh yeah. man, it's such a dangerous place. Uh, you've got to yeah. like you're used to crossing the road and looking both ways. As, yeah, as we was always no, well, well, you start you start looking left. Oh, you always look left. Yeah, but yeah. then, it, but obviously, like traffic goes the other way, so you have to look right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm only yeah exactly the wrong way, and you've always got to look for two lanes of traffic, not just a car. I'm always looking for cars, but, but then you get hit yeah. by bikes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so sorry, close. so close. Sorry, a few any, times. Uh, Dutch listeners, uh, if I've ever walked out in front of you, because <laughs> I've done that a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I just think it would be a great, it's a beautiful city. Um, it's got lots of different areas. There's like a huge kind of um, harbour area, uh, very kind of industrial, yeah. um, great city centre. And the outskirts as well, the like the, the suburbs and stuff are, are really, really cool. Um, really, really yeah. nice to, to go and explore um, and do crime. Yeah, there won't be much verticality, though. It is pretty no. flat. It is extremely flat. Um, so kind of the opposite of your idea of going up in like the Scottish Highlands uh, and, yeah. and going up some big hills. There would be no Chiliad. Um, mm-hmm. Just a very small <laughs> little bump every now and then. Lots of trams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. And of course, the home of Gorilla Games as well. Uh, so I've been past their head office uh, quite a few times. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's one that I would, I would like to see. I just think it would be a, a great, a great uh, kind of environment. My... Not so serious is actually my most serious one, and that's Aberdeen, my home city, <laughs> the oil capital of Europe. It's got verticality. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought uh, ages ago, like I always wanted, I always wanted a GTA either set like I wanted a GTA set in either like Aberdeen, and it had like Ellen as its kind of like something, exactly. so I could go. I, I I just wanted to like go to my house in a GTA game. <laughs> Totally. Could you imagine getting sent out to Ellen uh, for a mission, like just after you, like yeah. that moment where, like, you've done everything, yeah. and then this is the point where you get like sent out, and you're not like back at the city, and you get sent out to Ellen, and you get stuck behind a tractor. It would just, totally. It would be great. Um, <laughs> so, so great harbour area. Yeah, it's got some really mm-hmm. cool roads actually to drive around. Every now and then, yeah. Um, depending on like when I'm walking to work. I kind of imagine I'm a big Formula One fan, and I just try and imagine what street circuit Aberdeen would have. Um, yeah, and there's some really, really good roads that I think you could get some up some good speed. There's loads of good tunnels, um, like mm-hmm. suburban kind of like um, areas. Yeah, um, lots of steeples. I mean, like there would be a lot of cool buildings to get into. Um, yeah, fly around. Got an airport. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Totally, and I I think that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> what would they call it? This is this is the thing. What would they call each of those cities? That because that's the big question. Oh, like well, okay, we, well, so, Aberdeen's called the Granite well, City anyway. So I mean, that's potentially yes. GTA Granite City. GTA, I'd, I'd like Granite City. I'd love that. Um, yeah, that would be phenomenal. Um, yeah. Um, little, little fact. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. like we know that Rockstar are Scottish born and bred. Yep. Um, Dundee, born and bred. And yep. uh, so in uh, San Andreas, uh, one of the bridges in it is based after the Fourth Road Bridge. It is indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is really nice. Um, there's yeah. also Elgin Avenue um, mm-hmm. in GTA 5, which is nice. uh, a wee town not too far from here. Not too far. Yep. Always further than I ever think. Whenever I'm driving up that way, I'm like, yeah. Oh, sure, it's about it's about six. It's about sixty miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always takes longer than I thought. Especially on those. Especially about a tractor. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would that would actually be a mission. Just overtake the tractor on the A96. <laughs> take, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Or like getting a tractor and you have to get like, oh, honestly, like that is just some of the, like, it's just something that you experience every single day in Scotland. Like if you're driving any of the back roads in Scotland, like you will get stuck behind a tractor. And it's, yeah, and because of, because the roads are so windy and stuff like that, you can't overtake them because no. cars are going to be coming the other way anyway. So yep. you're just stuck like 20 miles an hour behind this tractor. My word. So we've got GTA Granite City. We've got the Smoky City, which I think Amsterdam would be. Yeah. Um, uh, GTA Landon. GTA Landon. Landon or UK. Just straight up UK. Do you reckon they would just, just try and do the, the whole country? The like, like condense it down into okay. stuff like that. Like crossing, crossing the border would be good. Like crossing the border over into Scotland. It would just be like in, <laughs> like in Skyfall where uh, James Bond, like he goes back up to Skyfall in Scotland. It's great. Do you reckon they would, on the border, they would, uh, they would do, <laughs> and seriously, if you ever drive from England to Scotland or vice versa, you will see that yeah. Scotland keep their grass on the motorway Perfect, right up until the sign that says "Welcome to Scotland," and they leave it looking yeah. like shit at the other side. It's they would so have good. to put that in. They would have to put that in. It's like no, we're not cutting your fucking grass. <laughs> I, love it. I love it, and I, I, I do. Lo- I do love the. I do love seeing that the, the sign coming back into Scotland. It's just the massive big salt tire and stuff like that. It's just the yeah. welcome, welcome to Scotland. It's uh, it's lovely. You'd get to um, see that. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that that'd be cool. That would be very, very cool. It would be. It would be. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hope. You never know. <laughs> Big announcement yeah, soon. Never but, know. But we keep our eyes on every single classification board. Um, we'll keep our eyes on. I might get a job Asda. in Best Buy or Asda or <laughs> yeah. Comet or Dixon's or something. Uh, Tandy. Um, I might. Woolworths. <laughs> Woolworths. <laughs> we might, uh, I'm gonna just go on like random trains, just check out what people Virgin are working Mega on. Store. Virgin <laughs> Mega Stores or Savvy. Um, <laughs> might buy a few keychains and just see what turns up. Yeah, um, let's just see. Yeah. And just see, you never know because GTA Electronics Grand Boutique. Electronics, Electronics Boutique. Boutique. Dude, that was yeah. my favorite game shop back in the day. I that and Solid Gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or our price, get a couple of yeah. single cassettes. Oh, Man, we're all okay. <laughs> we really are. We really are. Uh. All right, everyone. I think for your sanity and ours, I think we're going to wrap up there. Um, so thank you very much for the last couple of weeks, all the amazing messages we've got. Um, yeah. Well, there's not been any episodes, but thank you very much uh, for sticking with us. And we hope that this had made up for it or just disappointed even more, whichever way around. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> We uh, we do have some cool things uh, in the works getting planned um, so that we are going to keep growing, keep getting better and keep going. So thank you very much, everybody. And as always, thank you very much, Gary, for joining me in this insanity. Yep, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Good. Um, so just remember, while other podcasters are in school, we're in the park playing on the swings and they ain't catapulted across the Granite City. Until next week, keep it six stars. Wee!